What's going on, guys? Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. Chat with you guys daily about the best game on Earth, Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Ben Bateman. We have returning guest and uh, seemingly weekly contributor now, Corey Burkhart, on the line. What's up, dude? Yo, man. What's going on? Dude, you just got back from the Pro Tour. You tell me what's going on. Uh, so, guys, we're going we're gonna to talk to Corey a little bit today in two parts about his experience at the Pro Tour, lessons learned for Modern. And uh, I just want to remind everybody here, if you're hearing this, you're hearing this on Anchor. It's basically Twitter meets podcasting. If you download Anchor.fm and you find the station 10 Minutes of Modern, we are now getting support from Anchor. We're getting very close to giving away a bunch of Modern staples. If we hit a threshold of listeners on the station, which we're getting close to. So if you're hearing this, just do me a favor and download it. And I'm going to start giving you guys like foil snapcaster mages eventually and stuff. So that's what we're doing. So Corey, talk to me a little bit. How was your pro tour, man? Uh, my pro tour was a little bit rough. Uh, I was lucky enough to... Uh be a part of the team face-to-face uh, crews. That's Rich Hohen, Ben Rubin, myself, Gabriel Nassif, Eric Froelich, and David Williams. So we have a really great squad. However, the six of us kind of got our faces plowed in this weekend, um, I think. Why, why do you think that that was the case? Because that's, that's pretty – I mean, you have now become one of those guys that's mentioned in that same sentence as those guys. So, like, it's a pretty amazing crew. What do you think was the, the error? Um, in all honesty, I don't really know that it was more so a systematic error than just a bunch of us just sort of maybe played badly in certain spots, ran badly in certain spots. I know for myself particularly, I played a few rounds quite poorly um, in the event I played Teamer Energy. Pretty much the same list as Reed Duke, William Huey, Jensen, and Owen Turtonwall played as I've tested with the, the Pantheon gang this time around, uh, now Ultimate Guard Pro Team. And... I mean, in all honesty, I thought we had a really good constructed deck, and I mean, many of our players ended up putting, like, decent results, maybe not the best results with it, so I think we were probably a few cards off. Maybe it was a different build we were testing we could have played, but in all, I, I think that we just ended up falling a little bit short in terms of technical play this weekend. Interesting. Were you, did you go into the event thinking that energy was going to be just, like, 100% what you played? Like, did you felt like that was the overwhelming favorite, or did you test a lot of different stuff? When I left my apartment Tuesday night, I purposely left all of my cards behind that did not include the energy mechanic. I told myself that there was no way I was audibling off at this point. I had the full teamer deck that I was slotted to sleeve up, ready, changed probably three cards before the event, but I did have my Scarab Gods and my Veraskas with me just in case. Now, having uh, played with energy for, what, probably about a year and a half at this point, I think it's been... Uh, do you feel like that mechanic and its design is insular enough that it will not it will not uh, have the ability to kind of translate as we go forward? Like, is it just one of those standard mechanics? How well how well do you think they did with that design overall for constructed? So I think a matter of it not being like very interactable is one of the like the tricky parts where all of the sort of cards are, you know, near rate, like Rogue Refiner, 3-mana, three 3-2 three, that drew you a card on ETB would be a totally playable card. You're tossing on two energy onto it. Lay of the Land's been a constructive playable card, not recently, but back in the day, and you're just tossing two energy onto that. Um, I mean, two drops that can grow in size, like Long Toast Cub, were almost always, you know, sort of limited all-stars, and we're just pushing the constructive playability range. So it's a matter of, like, you have all these individually powerful cards that also then generate their own energy sort of as spells, and there's not enough of, like, the decoction module, fabrication module type ways of gaining energy or caring about when you gain energy. Like, I wish there were many more, like, Dynavolt Tower type design in terms of the way you gain energy. And because of that, I think that actually allows you to possibly see that in older formats. Like, I don't know if you remember seeing this about a month and a half or two months ago now, I'd want to guess. There was a show-and-tell list in Legacy playing Rogue Refiners 
I uh, played a Timothy the Roger Finer uh, and Marvels along with Show and Tell. And then it just tried to like Marvel and Show and Tell in Gristlebrands and Emrakul. Right. I mean, it makes sense. It's like it's sort of like another sort of cheat code in the same in the same vein. So that's interesting. So, so wrapping up here for part one, because we're going to have you come back here for part two. Uh, it sounds like your pro tour overall was just, you know, you can't win every time you, you've been killing it recently and uh, there's, there's brighter futures ahead. Uh, we do want to have you back here for a part two, where we talk about kind of the lessons you learned from this pro tour and how you think those things will, will translate to standard. So just a quick sign off, where can the folks find you before we get into part two? Uh, I'm Corey underscore Burkhart at, on Twitter. Um, you can follow me, channelfireball.com. I'm producing weekly content for them. And now that I'm back from the Pro Tour, I'll be doing that again. And those are basically the best two places to find me and hit me up. Excellent, man. All right, calling you back in just one second for part two. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor, the daily station chat with you guys about modern and magic and doing it with vigor every single day. I'm your host, Ben Bateman. I co-host the Masters of Modern Podcast and Collected Our Company. We had Corey Burkhardt on the show earlier talking about his experience at Pro Tour Ixalan and uh, what, it was, what it was like walking away from that tournament thinking about various modern cards that have come from this current standard format. Um, cards that would maybe have an impact. So I'm going to follow with those ideas a little bit more here. We didn't have Corey back for part two, but he will come back again next week to continue talking about modern with you guys. As always, this is Anchor. It's the Twitter meets podcasting thing that's out there in the world that is killing it right now. You download the app. If you listen to the recordings via the app or even logged in through links you're finding on Twitter or on Facebook, whatever, they'll count as a play through the app. And if we get to a high, enough, a high enough number of plays weekly, we're going to start giving away free stuff. We are shooting for December to start giving away modern staples at a crazy rate. It's very exciting stuff. So let's talk about ideas. You know, <coughs> sorry, that the first big one is talking about energy and modern. So really what I do want to talk about today is the fact that so many of the decks in the top eight of this most recent Pro Tour were modern decks, multicolored um, energy decks, sorry, not modern decks, uh, multicolored decks that are using the energy mechanic. Now, I asked Corey about this, and he kind of talked to me a bit about the rate of these cards, right? So take, for instance, he mentioned, I believe, Rogue Refiner. Right? He's talking about his blue-green one. It's a human rogue. for It's a 3-2. Uh, enters the battlefield, you get a, to draw a card and get two energy. So what he's saying, right, is like basically a three-mana 3-2 three, in blue-green that when it enters, draws you a card and gives you two energy, which is effectively like probably the equivalent of about a half a card maybe not quite but you know you're using it for for like relative valuable things well that's sort of an interesting example of like on rate that's just a good card so it doesn't it doesn't need the synergy of energy to to represent that it's good just in a vacuum it is generally good so you know <laughs> that's kind of what we're talking about here and what we're focusing on with the cards in the format i look at the various energy cards that were printed and i think this is a powerful mechanic it's not a broken mechanic but there is one place in particular that i really do think you're looking at the energy mechanic probably making an impact eventually um when that happens i'm not sure but uh as we did see as Corey mentioned in legacy that aetherworks marvel was a thing that was a that was a real deck that uh, that was played, and people were playing Aetherworks Marvel along with Show and Tell to really kind of go down that road. Well, with that in mind, uh, you could definitely build something in modern that was kind of an Aetherworks Marvel slash through the breach type of deck, and that's probably the most interesting place. Um, unfortunately, 
what you would get in terms of card selection from the modern format to make it <coughs> to make a deck like this work would be you know cards like serum visions maybe or you know slightly better control cards right some some maybe soft counter spells like spell pierces things like that that's kind of i think how would you make how you would make the deck better but the problem is that a lot of the cards that you use in standard to do those things get you the energy mechanic when you do them so even though you're paying a worse rate for say harness lightning harness lightning as a removal spell powers up your marvel which is why you need it which makes the idea of porting over a deck like that difficult in any context because really what you're looking for in modern is to be able to take the power level of something in standard and this is just an estimation but shave you know 30 to 40 percent of the cards and replace them with intrinsically more powerful cards right so if in standard you're used to playing opt in you know modern you can play serum visions or if you're used to playing serum visions in modern in you know in legacy you can play brainstorm and you can play ponder and so i think you have to look for those kind of trade-ups how many places exist in an energy deck in modern that the trade-up wouldn't cost you a significant amount of the energy you can create so without utilizing something like i don't know like some proliferate type mechanic which i don't think actually works but even if it does proliferate's not a good enough mechanic anyway I don't think that you're going to find a huge amount of success playing an energy deck in modern. That would be my first guess as the most powerful mechanic that exists in standard currently and its ability to transfer over. If anybody here has tried playing this or found any way to make it work, please call in with your thoughts here. Call into the station, share them. I will share your call, respond to it. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Bateman Media. You can uh, listen to modern content daily from Alex, from myself, and from special guests here on the station. As always, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Let's keep talking modern and get you guys those free magic cards coming up real soon. Have a great night, guys.